All right, welcome back to episode four of 162, the semi-weekly baseball podcast. I'm your host, Adam Vasquez, rolling solo today for a very special interview with Phillies beat reporter for The Athletic, Matt Gelb. Uh, Matt is someone I've followed and whose work I've admired from a distance for years, and we are very fortunate to have him on the show today. Uh, Matt and I did a quick Special episode to react to Aaron Nola's complete game shutout performance yesterday, going uh, nine strong, 10 punchies, no earned runs. And so Matt and I talk about what defines an ace. He gives his opinion on the Phillies prospects of making the playoffs this season. And uh, and generally, we just get to talk a little bit about a Phillies baseball and, and being a fan. So without further ado, here's Matt Gelb. Gelb for joining the show, Matt from The Athletic. Uh, big treat to have you, Matt. Personally, I've been a fan of your work uh, when you were at The Inquirer, and, and obviously now you're at The uh, Athletic leading the, the charge for Phillies coverage. So just appreciate you coming on with us. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, obviously kind of the story of the day, Aaron Nolas throws a complete game shutout. First one for the Phils since the infamous Vinny Velo shutout five years ago. Um, kind of first, I assume you were at the game. What, what did you see different from Aaron yesterday? I was there and, uh, you know, I, I saw a guy who was able to locate his fastball pretty much wherever he wanted to put it. And when Nola can do that, uh, he is one of the best pitchers in the sport. I think, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I know there's a lot of debates about, you know, is he an ace? Is he not an ace? And I'm, I'm kind of uh, tired of, of, of hearing about it because, you know, in my opinion, uh, you know, everyone can have their own criteria for who is an ace and who isn't. But yesterday I saw a guy who was uh, at the top of his game and JT Romuto mentioned that, you know, I asked him after the game, like, what was your favorite part of, of catching Nola? And he, he actually came up with a specific pitch. It was a pitch in the eighth inning, uh, a fastball down and away. Uh, to Justin Williams, a left-handed hitter for the Cardinals. And, and Nola just totally spotted it on, on the black, uh, down and away. A perfect pitch, essentially. And and Real Muto said that, you know, that is the epitome of Aaron Nola. And, and he's right. I mean, look, Nola sat yesterday, you know, like 92 with his fastball. Yeah. And, and when people think of a number one starter, they're not thinking 92 miles an hour in 2021. That's just right. not the way it is. But that doesn't mean that he uh, can't be a top of the rotation pitcher or one of the league's best pitchers, because when he's able to spot that 93, 92 fastball, uh, it's pretty amazing. And, you know, he threw 109 pitches yesterday and the Cardinals swung and missed at 21 of them. Uh, That's absurd. You know, the rate was even higher in the early innings. I mean, he was just getting some ridiculous swings uh, on the fastball, mostly. Uh, which really tells you he's on when he's getting swings on the fastball in the zone. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the hardest thing. I remember Rich Doobie, the old Phillies pitching coach telling me, I mean, you can really tell when a guy's on when he's getting swings and misses in the zone, if a hitter is missing pitches in the zone, then you know that he's got a great game plan going and he's being able to locate everything. And uh, right. that was what Nola was yesterday. Yeah. I mean, they know it's coming. They know it's, it's a hittable 
baseball and, and are still not getting to it. So speaks obviously to, to the command that he has. You, you, you alluded to that pitch in the eighth inning uh, that JT talked to you about. I actually wrote that down as well. Uh, the tweet that you, that you sent out about that. Um, I feel like that is the epitome of Nola in the sense that if he gets that call, he's having a great day, uh, but there are days where it's just, millimeters off of that and so you know I think I think his last start was a good example of that um, where he just wasn't quite there how does he extend a start like yesterday into the rest of the season uh, and helping the Phillies contend down the stretch you know you're right it begins and ends with the fastball and he has remarked after two starts this year the last two starts where he didn't pitch beyond the fifth inning it was both against the Mets I think one was four innings and the other one was five innings, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he, he said he wasn't getting on top of his fastball. And I've heard pitchers talk about that in the past, and it's kind of confusing because you're not really sure, like, you know, what that means. But it, it really, it's just kind of, uh, it has a lot to do with with, with his body and, and the release point and feeling like he's he's throwing downhill. And, and sometimes there's a feeling that, that that's not happening, and, and, and he leaves pitches up in the zone, which is where he cannot live. Uh, he's a guy who's living uh, down in the zone and down in a way, uh, you know, if he ever comes up, it's going to be up and in, but he rarely does that. Uh, right. I, I think and you've seen a guy, you've seen a guy who hasn't, he hasn't really used his sinker very much, uh, mm-hmm. which is, which is a little unusual for him. Cause you'll usually see him throw that like front hip sinker, uh, especially to lefties, uh, you know, where it looks like it's, it's, it's going to be a ball and it's coming right at the guy's hip, but it kind of breaks right back in late. Uh, that's a pitch that he's he's used in the past and it's been great for him. He has not had that pitch really this year at all so far. And still you look up and he's got a 219 ERA uh, through four starts and uh, it's a pretty good look. Oh, for sure. I mean, uh, just to touch on the, on the uh, up in the zone thing that that's a circumstance, I guess, of him not having that super high velocity, right? That's what you're referring to by not him needing to nibble at the bottom of the zone a little bit more. Yeah, and sometimes you'll see him, like, you know, later in the year when he'll get up to, like, 94, 95, you might see him try to put a four-seamer, you know, up in the zone just to try to change the batter's eye level. And, and it's a great idea. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a guy who's going to live up there. Though. Because, again, if you're missing up there, uh, usually you're missing down. And if you're missing down when you're trying to go up, uh, it's it's in the happy zone. So when, yep. you're, when you're living in the bottom of the strike zone and you miss down, it's typically a ball. So yeah, he's yeah. willing to live there. Yeah, you love to see uh, love to see when he has control of that. Danny Bietti tweeted this great stat yesterday that showed Nola is one of three pitchers with 110 plus starts, 750 plus Ks, and a 3.3 ERA or less since 2017. The other two guys are Degrom and Cole. So huh. going to kind of how you opened it up with you know, is he an ace? Is he not an ace? Uh, what, what do you think this guy is? It just a like a uh, an outcome of him not having that velocity that people just aren't going to give him kudos as an ace or what does he need to do to, to be kind of uh, perceived in that mix? When I think that's yeah. what it is. You know, he's never pitched in the playoffs. He's never pitched on a team with a winning record. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's a product of that. I really do. And, and, and look like what's the, what is the narrative about Nola entering the season? It's that in the last two years or even three years, really, he, he's wilted a little bit at the end of the year. You know, his September's right. have not been as good uh, as as the other parts of the seasons. And that's fair. You know, he'll he'll be the first to admit that he hasn't pitched the way he wants to uh, later in years. So there's some questions about, you know, how many innings can he handle? Is, is 
you know, should he be throwing as many innings as he could? But you know what? Like I've, I've been around this guy for a long time now and he, he, you know, some guys will say that they prepare to, you know, pitch, make 30 starts, et cetera, pitch 200 innings, et cetera. And not, you know, not a lot of guys can do that anymore. This guy legitimately believes that he can pitch 200 innings every season. And he's, he did it, you know, in, in 18 and 19, he wasn't able to do it last year for obvious reasons. And uh, it, it's going to be a lot to ask him to throw 200 innings this year. But like, I think he's one of the guys, one of the few guys in the sport who, who actually could get there uh, if everything goes right for him. It's a big if, but I think he yeah. could get there. Um, I, I think winning is the biggest thing. Yeah, no, you know, I mean, fair. it's crazy. It's crazy. Like an ace, you know, there's a lot of ways to define an ace. Like, I don't think there's 30 aces in baseball. Like there's not one per team. I, I don't even, right, I don't right. even know that there's a dozen aces in baseball. And, and in my, my definition of it is, is much more narrow than, than someone else's might be. But I mean, yesterday was the first time that Noah threw a pitch in the ninth inning. Yeah. In his wild. career, which is wild. It is crazy. He's had chances before. He actually had a chance last year and Girardi, Girardi mentioned that he, he's kind of in the back of his mind as the game was going along yesterday and he wanted to give him that chance. And, and, you know, he had a really easy ninth inning. So it was, it was right. totally worth it. But um, yeah. And yeah, two I mean, years, part of, was it two years ago, opening day, he, he had that uh, or two or three years ago down in Atlanta, he had that start and, and Gabe uh, pulled him and they, they imploded. I, that, that felt like he might've, his pitch count might've been high. I'm not sure, but yeah, to your point, he's kind of been around that area in, in the past. Yeah. That was three. That was uh, 18, uh, 2018. 18. And, and, um, yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, innings to me is a big, big, big thing, like in the ACE in defining an ACE. Like I think sure. be, making your start every fifth day and being able to get close to 200 innings every year, like that is a huge separator. I mean, like you can have a pitcher who's a two five ERA, but it's throwing 120, 140 innings a year. And you can have a guy who has a three one ERA, but it's throwing 190 or 200 innings a year. I want that guy. Like I want right. the innings, like durability and availability is so important when you're talking about who is an ace and who isn't. And I think yeah. Nola definitely checks those boxes. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with this roster and and, and the pen struggles that they've had uh, historically. So la last question for you, Matt, we really appreciate you making time for us today. Uh, I know it was probably a busy weekend for you, but um, thanks for, for coming on. Uh, the Phillies are, are in second place currently. I think they're a game back, you know, we're, we're two weeks in or whatever. So it's very early. Um, but I think people are pleasantly surprised with, with maybe how the bullpens looked, how the, how the team has performed to this point. Uh, what do you think, you know, what do you put their odds at, or what do you think they need to do in order to, to sneak into October, uh, and, and playoff contention? They need to hit, you know, I think they're, they're a better hitting team than what we've seen in the first two weeks. Uh, you know, my assessment of them over the first 15 games is kind of like they are who I thought they were going to be. I mean, mm -hmm. like I kind of pegged them for like, you know, somewhere between 83 and 85 ish wins. And, and so far, that's kind of the team that I think we've seen. I mean, like it was a tough schedule to start. Their first dozen games were against the Braves and the Mets, two teams that are you know, probably better than them. And, 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 right. uh, you know, in the division with, with really talented rosters. And they went six and six in those games and like it was fine. Like, should they have done better? Probably because they started four and but six and six is probably about, you know, what you would expect against those two teams early in the season. So you're right. The bullpen, like their big key so far has been, you know, getting it to those top four guys who have emerged, you know, Hector Neris, Jose Alvarado, Connor Brogdon, Sam Coonrod, you know, those guys, you put them together. And I think their ERA is like, just like a tick over one. 
when when they've been able to get yeah when they've been able to get the ball to their best relievers late in the game uh it's it's been pretty good uh the, the, the issue obviously is has been the offense has been the defense um has been the back of the rotation, which I think we we kind of knew was going to be an issue. But, you know, for this team to win, they need to get 30 starts each from Nola, Eflin, and Wheeler. Like, that mm-hmm. was the idea going in, and that hasn't changed. They need those guys to start 90 games for them, uh, and they'll have to piece together the other 72. And, uh, you know, that was always going to be a big key for them. And so far, Nola, Eflin, and Wheeler uh, have been terrific. They really have. You know, you look at the overall picture of those three guys, and it's it's quite good. Awesome. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun to watch early on. Hopefully they'll be able to uh, keep it rolling and, and, uh, and stay in the mix down the, down the stretch, but Matt really appreciate you making time for us. Uh, we, we love your work where for, for folks who maybe haven't read you before, what's the best way to stay connected with what you're doing? Yeah. Check out the athletic, uh, the athletic.com slash Phillies. You can find all my stuff there and you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Gill and, uh, you know, I, I'm not like a, I, I kind of despise Twitter, but I, I like, I like sending, you know, like ideas, you know, like if, if people's, if someone's watching a game, I, I don't really like to tweet what's happening, but I like to just tweet, you know, maybe some little tidbits or something that help you, you know, while you're watching the game, kind of give you sure. uh, something to, to pay attention to or to think about. So yeah, I appreciate you having me, Adam. And uh, yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. Take care. All right. Huge thanks once again to Matt for joining the show. That was a special treat for me personally, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. Matt um, being very generous with his time, and we're super grateful for that. Uh, that's it for today's episode, though. It was a quick one. Wanted to touch in, touch base with Nola. Obviously, I uh, got the opportunity to talk to Matt about the Phillies, which was a lot of fun, but uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. Be, shared to, be sure to share with one other fan who might enjoy this episode and tune in later this week for our midweek roundup. We'll see you then.